internal medicine trainee perspectives on backup call systems and relationships to burnout by Natasha Shake, Stella Ng, Heather Flett, and Rupal Shaw. Abstract. Introduction. As burnout within medicine escalates, residency programs should strive to understand how training structures may contribute. Backup call systems that address gaps in overnight resident call coverage are one possible contributing structure. However, the intersection between backup call policies and burnout remains unclear. The authors explored residents' decision-making processes when deciding whether or not to activate a backup resident for call coverage, perspectives surrounding the legitimacy of call activations, and the impact of backup call systems on education and experienced burnout. Methods. Internal medicine residents at the University of Toronto were recruited through email. 18 semi-structured, one-on-one interviews were conducted with residents from September 2019 to February 2020. Interviews explored participants' experiences and perceptions with backup call and call activations. A constructivist-grounded theory approach was used to develop a conceptual understanding of the backup system as it relates to residents' decisions underlying activations, downstream impacts, and relationships to burnout. Results. Residents described a complex thought process when deciding whether to activate backup. Decisions were colored by inner conflicts, including sense of collegiality, need to maintain an image and time of year, balanced against self-reported burnout. Residents described how backup calls can lead to burnout, usually in the form of exhaustion, lowering their threshold to trigger future backup activations. Impacts included anxiety of not knowing whether an activation would occur, decreased educational productivity, and the domino effect of increased workload for colleagues. Discussion. Residents weigh inner tensions when deciding to activate backup. Their collective experience suggests that burnout is both a trigger and consequence of backup calls, creating a cyclical relationship. Escalating rates of call activations may signal that burnout amongst residents is high warranting educational leads to assess for resident wellness and to critically evaluate the structure of such systems with respect to unintended consequences. Introduction. Burnout, a syndrome observed frequently in medical residents, was described by Maslow as a prolonged response to emotional and interpersonal workplace stressors, resulting from excessive demands compared to available resources. Other scholars conceptualize burnout at a systemic or organizational level, where the individual is subject to policies imposed on them and suffer when the goals of such policies are at odds with their overall well-being. While the perception of when demands exceed resources will vary by individual, systemic issues may either exacerbate or mitigate this balance in ways that impact thresholds for burnout external to the individual. Within medical training, residents are subject to various policies, such as call schedules, that they have little control over but may unintentionally contribute to burnout. Systemic factors such as patient volumes and frequency of calls may place excessive demands on training that exacerbate burnout more than those attributed to the individual. Residency programs in North America have implemented backup call systems to support gaps in care in the event of an unexpected trainee absence and rarely for high patient volumes, specifically after hours or on weekends. Many backup call models employ an honor system, whereby documentation verifying the absence is not required. Although these systems are well established, little empirical research exists on how these models intersect with current understandings of burnout in residency. 
This is of particular importance with redeployment and increased utilization of backup call pools across training programs in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Backup systems represent one of the many policies that should be considered in relation to experiences of burnout in residents during their formal education. If the education and practice system of medicine contributes to burnout, the onus is on that system to learn and change. Extant studies raise some concerns around misuse and implications for wellness in relation to call activation. In one program, a policy change mandating residents to pay back a missed shift significantly reduced the number of activations and perceived misuse of the system. The updated policy improved resident accountability and professionalism based on an assumption that some trainees were misreporting illness. However, burnout was not explored. In another program, a backup call policy allowing residents to utilize the system for mental health, wellness, and fatigue resulted in a 109% increase in call activations over four years. This study highlighted how wellness-related issues may be triggering call activations at other institutions, even when not labeled as such. While these studies provide insight, deliberate exploration for why residents activate backup and how decisions are shaped by context is lacking. Plausible explanations include misuse of the honor code, an arbitrary increase in resident illness, or rather a chronic, more insidious burnout amongst residents. Burnout may manifest as exhaustion, depersonalization, or a sense of inadequacy, leading to reduced personal satisfaction, detachment from one's work, and absenteeism. Studies using the Maslow Burnout Inventory, or MBI, to measure burnout found rates as high as 76% regardless of year of training within an internal medicine program, and 50% across residency programs. Current understandings of how resident burnout may stem from problems in the workplace based on a framework proposed by Maslow and Leiter provide a window into how backup models may contribute. Increased workload, perceptions of unfairness, and lack of control over scheduling are three dimensions of this framework relevant to backup systems. Conversely, programs that foster a sense of workplace community amongst its trainees and faculty through mutual respect and recognition for each other's contributions helps mitigate burnout. When asked, residents identify time for personal and professional needs as critical to improving wellness, aligning with strategies to reduce burnout. Call activations may limit residents' protected time. With increasing awareness surrounding resident wellness and the relationship of burnout to sick leave and absenteeism, it is prudent to understand if and how backup call activations relate to burnout in terms of triggers and consequences. Informed by commonly cited theories of burnout, we aim to explore IM residents' perspectives regarding motivation for backup call activations, how these systems impact learning and education, and to posit potential relationships between backup systems and burnout experienced by residents. Methods. Existing literature on backup call systems provides limited exploration of residents' reasons for using backup call systems and how such systems impact their personal training experience. We sought to develop a data and theory-informed explanation to summarize the decision-making processes that residents experience when deciding to activate. We also aim to understand their perspectives on misuse of the system, the perceived impact of backup call systems on educational experiences, and how such systems may interrelate with burnout experience during training. We use a constructivist grounded theory approach to develop this understanding from residents' perspectives. Setting. We conducted the study at the University of Toronto Core IM Residency Program from September 2019 to February 2020. You U of T, or the University of Toronto, is composed of five fully affiliated teaching hospitals. Residents are assigned a base hospital per postgraduate year of training in which they complete their inpatient clinical teaching unit, or CTU, rotations. 
There were 235 residents in the core IM training program in 2019 to 2020 across all three years of training. Each base hospital has four CTU teams. The CTU call schedule outlines overnight coverage from Monday to Friday, specifically 5 p.m. to 8 a.m., and 24-hour coverage on weekends and holidays. This schedule is for all residents rotating on CTU, which includes residents from the core IM program as well as other specialties, example, neurology and family medicine. Each call is covered by one senior, which is an IM PGY2 or PGY3 resident, and three juniors, which is either one IM PGY1 and two non-IM PGY1 residents. Core IM residents are scheduled for backup CTU call when on subspecialty rotations that do not have their own call requirements, example, rheumatology and endocrinology. Typically, one to two PGY2 slash PGY3s and two to three PGY1 core IM residents are scheduled for each backup call. See figure one. The explicitly stated purpose of the backup system is to fill unexpected gaps for CTU call. Infrequently, a backup resident may be activated to help manage patient volumes at the discretion of the on-call chief medical resident or CMR. One CMR is hired for each base hospital. They are PGY4 residents who have completed core IM training and hold administrative and teaching responsibilities for one year. Each hospital has a backup schedule that employs an honor system with no requirement to pay back the call. If a resident cannot fulfill call, they must notify the on-call CMR who contacts a resident from the backup schedule to cover. Sample. As is consistent with constructivist grounded theory, we started with the maximum variation sample, then purpose uh, purposive sampling as we analyze the data concurrently with data collection using the constant comparative method. We approached core IM residents across all years of training, i.e. PGY1 to PGY3 and CMRs, and base hospitals to acquire diverse sample of perspectives. Participants were recruited by email. Additional senior residents were recruited through theoretical sampling to expand, confirm, and contrast our developing explanations as they have more experience with backup call systems. In constructivist grounded theory, theoretical sampling moves beyond sampling people and includes other forms of data. Our own team's reflexive meetings also inform data collection and analysis. A total of 18 residents were interviewed. Data collection. We conducted data collection and analysis iteratively. Informed written consent was obtained prior to one-on-one -on -one semi-structured interviews that lasted 20 to 60 minutes. The interview guide See supporting information S1 consisted of open-ended questions asking participants to share their experiences with the backup system, including reasons and processes for activations and impacts on their educational experience. Interviews were conducted and audio recorded by NS and IM resident, allowing for meaningful data to be obtained while mitigating any potential power differentials. Interviews were transcribed, anonymized, and reviewed for accuracy by NS before sharing with team members for analysis. Data analysis. Authors NS and RS coded three transcripts separately using a line-by-line -line approach to identify initial open codes. SN reviewed these transcripts independently and met with NS and RS to co-develop a focused coding guide used by NS for subsequent transcripts. NS, RS, and SN met four times thereafter to discuss meanings and groupings of codes into developing themes using constant comparative analysis, which informed the involving coding guide. During meetings, we collectively edited the interview guide to explore unanswered questions or newly developing themes further as part of the constant comparative and theoretical sampling process. 
HF reviewed and coded four transcripts, offering additional insight on the coding guide. The analysis was sensitized by our knowledge of burnout theory. As noted in the introduction, dominant theories of occupational burnout, as described by Maslach, informed our in analysis by providing some interpretive starting points on the assumption that this dominant concept would relate to residents' experiences and descriptions. However, given the constructivist grounded theory approach, we also remained open to other conceptions of burnout and experience other than burnout and engage in a reflexive process to balance how we were sensitized by Maslach's definition as well as constrained by it. Data collection and analysis continued until theoretical sufficiency was achieved, meaning we could defend the developed overarching framework to describe residents' perspectives of processes leading to backup activations and how the system relates to burnout and impacts learning. Transcripts were managed and analyzed using a Vivo 12 software. Quotations are identified with participant number. Reflexivity. Our team members have various clinical, educational, and research backgrounds yielding different perspectives during data analysis. NS, at the time of study implementation, was an IM resident who had first-hand experience with the backup call system and witnessed escalating burnout amongst resident cohorts. RS is an IM physician with a master's in health professions education who supervises, learning, supervises learners on the CTU. At the time of data analysis, she was involved in redesigning the CTU to help address concerns raised by IM residents regarding patient volumes, continuity of care, and overnight call. HF is a psychiatrist and director of postgraduate wellness at the University of Toronto with research experience in physician wellness. SN is a health professions educator, leader, and scientist whose role in this project was to provide method methodological guidance as she is well-versed in constructivist grounded theory. In their positions, RS and NS were privy to resident feedback formally through organized debriefs and informally through one-on-one -on -one or small group discussions. Residents had repeatedly cited backup call systems, patient volumes, and increased burnout and wellness as key concerns. However, these reports lacked granular detail on what aspects of backup call were problematic and how such policies may be contributing to rising concerns of experienced burnout. NS and RS provided insider contextual views to discussions and interpretations of resident perspectives, while HF and SN offered outsider views, enabling team members to collectively make meaning of the data. Ethics. Our study protocol and conduct were reviewed, approved by, and complied with the University of Toronto Research Ethics Board. Results. Our analysis describes the relationships between backup call activations, burnout, and impact on learning and education through three distinct but related processes, identified through residents' experiences with the backup system, making the call, after the call, and consequences of the call. See figure two. Making the call, perceived reasons and internal tensions. Residents identified the backup system as a necessary mechanism or safety net for covering unexpected absences, particularly in cases of acute illness or emergencies. In addition, residents implicated quote, higher volumes of patients, end quote, as contributing to activations. Misuse of the honor system, whether known, quote, I've seen people do it, end quote, or suspected was identified as another potential reason. The relationship between these factors and decisions to use or suspect misuse of the backup system was not described as linear, but rather a complex thought process. When it came to making the call, the subtle tensions underpinning reasons to use the backup system or to question the legitimacy of, call, of a call activation included sense of collegiality, image management, and time of year. Sense of collegiality. 
Many residents expressed guilt when activating backup rooted in a shared sense of camaraderie. Quote, we're all in this together. We're all equally stressed and we're all just trying to survive it. You really feel like you're inflicting call on somebody if you're activating somebody and that's a crummy feeling. End quote. Residents reported various workarounds to avoid activating colleagues, such as calling in sick the day before overnight call so that I can fulfill my call duty, or doing a switch with someone else so I wasn't making someone else do extra call, as indicated by participant 3. On the contrary, residents cited that non-IM trainees were more likely to activate, stemming from a lower perception of collegiality. Quote, it feels to like think poorly about the non-IM residents. Maybe they aren't as sick as I would be if I was activating. That maybe comes from having like these relationships with my peers and my co-residents, end quote. Others attributed a higher likelihood of activations from non-IM residents to a lack of shared burden between these groups. Quote, I think for non-IM residents, there's a little bit of a lower threshold because they don't have to do the backup calls and so they, don't, they don't feel maybe as bad about calling in, end quote. Some residents raise issues that threaten collegiality. Illegitimate activations harness feelings of resentment. Quote, People are not very respectful to their colleagues by subsequently posting to social media when they have activated. It's just so awful to be at work and then seeing the person who made you go to work enjoying their day." End quote. Although residents acknowledge that inequities inherent to the call system are based on luck, an uneven distribution of activations were felt to be unfair. Quote, if that's happening in a disproportionate way to certain people because it's like a random process, then yeah, you want to make sure that at least you're helping support these residents. End quote. Despite inequities of call activations and misuse of the honor system, residents generally gave colleagues the, quote, benefit of the doubt, as indicated by participant two, and maintained a payback quality. Quote, I'm, you know, happy to do that or be activated, given that someone else would likely do it for me, end quote. Image management. Residents reported core IM trainees feeling a need to uphold an image, despite being unwell, lending itself to a culture of, quote, soldiering on, unquote. Quote, there's some machismo about, you know, pushing through and being hardcore and work even if you're sick, end quote. When residents felt hesitant to call in backup for illness, the decision to activate was easier when it was recommended by a staff physician. Quote, I felt more validated in calling somebody in and having somebody else say, no, like you're really sick, you should probably do this, end quote. Residents described similar support from staff physicians for burnout. Quote, she just took me off Sunday call because I was going nuts and I had another five months of one in four call. It made a huge difference in my overall wellness." End quote. Misusing the honor system was felt to be higher for non-IM residents, quote, because they have less stock in the program, unquote, and when fear of detection was perceived to be low. Quote, activating backup inappropriately might seem quite easy to do if you know that no one is going to question you, end quote. Time of year. Residents acknowledge that legitimate call activations increase during times of peak volume or illness. Quote, so the growing volume of patients, particularly during times of surge, like during flu season and winter, contribute to a very high number of backup activations. End quote. The evolution of clinical skills, efficiency, and comfort over the course of an academic year often influenced residents' decisions to activate backup. The impetus for enlisting backup was balanced against a sense of collegiality. Quote, I knew that we were just... I knew that there was just no way that we were going to get through 16 consoles. With a new team in July, everyone was a little bit slower and had more questions and needed a longer time to review. It was not going to be feasible without getting some help. I felt terrible calling her because it's one of her colleagues, right? End quote. Patient volumes felt to be unmanageable at the start of the academic year, 
triggering activations ceased to have the same imp impact as the year progressed. Quote, as the year moves on, you get more experience, so it's easier for you to triage and like time manage effectively, end quote. Although clinical prowess and efficiency improved with time, residents described having to balance this against cumulative burnout that may partly explain trends in activations. Quote, with more work and stress that piles up throughout the year, you kind of hit this low point in January, February, where we do really need to make sure that people are doing okay from that burnout perspective, that the call activations probably go up at this time of year. End quote. Residents suspected PGY3 colleagues of misusing the backup system towards the end of the year because they have been accepted into their subspecialty IM training programs, yielding a reputation for inauthentic activations because, quote, they just don't care anymore. Others attributed this trend to situational burnout surrounding their licensing exam. After the call, a cycle of burnout. Once activated, residents described a cyclical nature of activations begetting activations due to burnout. Quote, I think residents being activated creates further burnout for themselves and makes them more likely to activate future residents, end quote. One resident conveyed how burnout may have lowered the threshold for two colleagues who activated backup. Quote, when you might otherwise have time to take care of your mental health and focus on your wellness, um, I think it just starts to snowball for some residents. And I think in both of those cases, they were both towards the end of like busy CTU blocks, end quote. Some residents expressed how a general rise in call activations may signal an underlying wellness-related issue. Quote, I'd like to be able to maintain an honor system where we trust people to activate when they need to, and maybe really what we have to be doing is looking at the motivations, the underlying reason why someone's activating. And is that because they're more burnt out? And then maybe we need to be addressing that more than a more superficial, short-sighted resolution to activating that might end up causing more problems, end quote. Consequences of the call, impacting learning and education. Impacts of scheduled backup calls and activations were associated with a climate of anxiety about the unknown, decreased academic and personal productivity, and a domino effect causing increased workload. These impacts may compound burnout leading to subsequent activations. Anxiety of the unknown. Residents found the uncertainty of not knowing whether they would be activated as anxiety provoking, even citing as, quote, the hardest part of backup call, end quote. Quote, you're unable to completely relax as you would another night because you're waking up and checking your phone and your pager to make sure it didn't go off, end quote. Residents express that the uncertainty undermines work-life balance by limiting control over their schedule and social engagements. Quote, it ruins your plans because you can't go anywhere. You can't go out with your friends. You can't really schedule any important activities because you could get called in at any second, end quote. Other residents describe feeling anxious when tasked with caring for unfamiliar patients. Quote, sometimes you don't get as good handover or like you're activated to cover a team on a weekend that you know nothing about and it can be very stressful, end quote. Decreased productivity. Generally, residents reported less time for educational activities due to disrupted sleep and increased exhaustion from activations. Quote, I was on a subspecialty and I'd been trying to read like every night after work, but after the three calls in a row, I basically could not do anything for the next week because I was so exhausted, end quote. Residents also expressed that activations interfered with their ability to recuperate or prioritize their own well-being. Quote, I think that anytime somebody is activated for call on the weekend, it takes a lot out of you. You lose your ability to recover and time that you would have to do your research or studying or other life things. End quote. The impact on educational activities, including career planning, was particularly evident when activations occurred during subspecialty rotations. Quote, I no longer consider endocrinology to be an area that I'll go into. I was still ruling it out, and activations took away three days of clinical experience. That was really unfortunate, end quote.
the domino effect. Other residents shared sentiments that activation, quote, impacts everyone else's workload, end quote, and described situations where, quote, when one person falls sick, it actually activates a string of people to cover shifts, end quote. Meanwhile, activations can create a shift in focus towards completing clinical tasks with little time to reflect and learn from those activities. Quote, so if your colleagues activated that suddenly one less person to help out on a day-to-day -day basis makes everybody more busy, everybody a little bit more stressed, and has the potential to shift that day from an education-based day to a service-based day, end quote. The domino effect of backup calls was not limited to training numbers. Some residents described how the stress of a call activation impacted their efficiency during the day, potentially increasing workload for others. Quote, it also during that day, it put some stresses on your subspecialty. What are you doing in subspecial? What you are doing in subspecialty? I was already activated, so I was aware. I was just a little more stressed in clinic. I wished I could have finished everything off during the day. End quote. Discussion. Backup systems enable residency programs to support clinical needs in the face of unexpected absences or high patient volumes. However, critical reviews of unintended consequences of such systems need to be considered. Our study provides insight into the decision-making process underlying the use of backup systems, subsequent impact on educational experiences, and how these decisions and implications intersect with burnout. We discuss the implications of our findings on current understandings of how workplace dimensions relate to burnout, including community, fairness, workload, and control. Residents described a complex, deliberate weighing of inner tensions when deciding to activate or assessing the legitimacy of a backup call. This process extends theory on workplace dimensions related to burnout. In the eyes of the participants, IM residents described a desire to help one another in need and took pride in being able to do so. The higher sense of collegiality and importance for image management between IM residents as well as faculty reflects a workplace community based on mutual respect and teamwork that promotes wellness. However, this same culture of community swayed residents away from activating backup, even at times of acute illness, reinforcing presenteeism, as residents felt guilty for burdening colleagues and wanted to uphold a favorable image. This unintended consequence was only mitigated when faculty stepped in to validate activations. In this way, faculty contributed to the sense of community as it absolved perceived threats to image. From a broader systemic lens, we questioned why residents did not feel empowered to use the backup system as intended and instead required faculty to validate legitimate activations. This reflects an organizational culture that emphasizes resiliency and being present even when, in, when illness or wellness concerns are apparent. Conversely, non-IM residents were often seen as outsiders of the inner circle of collegiality, with less stake in image management, leading to higher perceptions of misuse by this group. This elicited negative feelings amongst residents, which threatens fairness within the workplace and exacerbates burnout. Interestingly, residents alluded to tensions between various workplace dimensions that influence decisions to activate based on time of year. Specifically, residents balanced their desire to contribute to their community rooted in collegiality and increased comfort in their clinical skills against relative increases in workload from cumulative exhaustion as the year progressed. Residents' descriptions of burnout predominantly emphasized exhaustion instead of depersonalization and sense of inadequacy, which together characterize the syndrome of burnout. However, cumulative effects of exhaustion over time alone can lead to the development of burnout, which is associated with sick leave and absenteeism. Our study demonstrates that decisions around call activations and perception of misuse involve a complex interplay between sense of collegiality, image management, and time of year, each of which interrelate with workplace dimensions associated with burnout. 
When residents described impacts of backup call, they alluded to dimensions of the workplace that have been linked to burnout, including workload, fairness, and control. Increased workload can exacerbate burnout, thereby impeding concentration and the cognitive capacity to acquire or apply knowledge. Our findings demonstrated that residents felt backup call led to exhaustion, interfering with their ability to recuperate and engage in productive academic activities, increasing workload. This was compounded by the cognitive workload and anxiety of having to care for unfamiliar patients. Although residents appreciate that clinical service is integral to learning, the domino effect of activations can exhaust residents' physical and cognitive faculties to meaningfully learn from their clinical work, thereby shifting perceptions of the training environment from being education-based to service-heavy. In this way, our findings illustrate how workload may be increased by the cognitive demands of tasks and similarly impact cognitive abilities to perform tasks. Furthermore, backup call is felt to be redundant and takes time away from subspecialty experiences, worsening the perceived service to education ratio. Such redundant responsibilities coupled with disproportionate call activations can hinder perceptions of fairness in the workplace and may evoke negative feelings that can lead to burnout. Negative emotions such as anxiety are compounded by the lack of control over scheduling plans and uncertainty around whether residents will be activated when on backup, which may intensify burnout. Resident perspectives on impacts of backup call schedules and activations reinforce current understandings of how workplace dimensions contribute to burnout. Our study adds to conceptual understandings of burnout as applied to the health professions, as backup call models can result in a self-perpetuating cycle of burnout. Inadvertently, policies and systems intended to address unexpected absences may lead to a maladaptive process that precipitates exhaustion, contributing to burnout. Protecting personal time is an effective strategy to reduce burnout and is highly valued by trainees. Our findings also describe how the threshold for activation was heavily influenced by factors often outside of the individual's control. While baseline thresholds varied by person, these external pressures may eventually lead to burnout even in the most unlikely of cases. We need then to focus not only on the individual, but rather reconceptualize the very systems and policies that set people up for failure from the perspective of burnout. When the frequency of call activations exceeds expectations, consideration should be given to exploring burnout-related issues as an impetus for, the, for using the backup system, rather than assuming misuse. The shift in view could guide program directors and administrators to focus efforts on restructuring backup call systems to offset downstream impacts and create models that are less primed to unintentionally promote burnout. With rising patient volumes and complexity of care, program directors and administrators should also consider hard limits on the overnight clinical work that can be reasonably accomplished by residents, and where hospital institutions need to develop alternative streams to support clinical workload, example, hiring independent practitioners to cover gaps in overnight coverage or surge support for overnight calls with unmanageable patient volumes. There were several limitations to our study and clear next steps for research that could be taken. It occurred at a single large institution with a robust backup call model across five sites. Experiences at smaller or differently structured residency programs may or may not align. Centrally acquired quantitative data on the number and frequency of call activations across hospitals, time, and training program could enhance interpretation of our findings with respect to non-IM residents and identify patterns over time of the year or outlier cases. Future research should explore motivations and impacts related to a specific activation events and include resident perspectives across disciplines, example, neurology and family medicine, as non-IM resident viewpoints may differ from their IM colleagues. Our data analysis was sensitized by current and common understandings of burnout 
with a focus and thus inherent conceptual restriction on Maslow and Leiter's conception of workplace dimensions. However, residents' personal understandings of the concept of burnout may not align with formal definitions such as those used in measures like the MBI. Within this framework, further studies assessing for differences in MBI scores between residents who are high users of the backup system compared with infrequent users may provide insight onto our proposition that burnout plays an important role in triggering activations. While this framework explores burnout from the lens of the individual, some scholars have emphasized the need to critically analyze, analyze burnout at a systemic level. Future studies should explore backup call systems from additional theoretical perspectives if we wish to understand how the organization of the system itself and cultural attitudes through which these systems are designed relate to experiences and perceptions of burnout. Lastly, future research could extend the reach of our study and explore downstream impacts of backup call systems on various patient care metrics. Our study demonstrates that residents undertake a complex decision-making process shaped by their sense of collegiality image and time of year when deciding whether to activate backup or suspect misuse. Residents cited burnout as both an underlying reason and deleterious impact of activations and described how the system itself can propagate burnout. Unexpectedly high frequencies of call activations may signal that exhaustion amongst trainees is escalating, prompting further exploration and intervention as needed. Our study serves as a springboard for discussion on trainee experiences with backup call models and how scheduling systems and policies may be closely linked with burnout and may also point to similar explorations for other analogous workplace policies that may impact on well-being. Acknowledgements. The authors would like to thank those who participated in the study for their time and interest. Conflict of interest. The authors declare no conflict of interest. Ethics. Ethical approval for the study was obtained for the University of Toronto Research Ethics Board. <laughs>